Time I made time in a minute. Rock with it, I'm in attendance. How could we pair feelings aside? I gotta match the fighters to the flame. The feeling just got attached. I got the days fall, the straight fall away. Small, the waist started dancing on me. Had to take your back home. Time moving slowly, fast fall. In the belly, get signs of angelic and mind through my aesthetic and most to try get it. Love it without limits. The message is over there. Round and round with me. The baby don't mind spinning. Word, put it working up a pearl. So they can be my girl. Look at this so thorough. She pressure like little pearls. Hair straight of them pearls. Beautiful cause you earned it. Making this thing worth it. What's up, what's up, my PewCast fam? I'm seeing a lot of familiar face today. So guys, you know, today we having a massive, massive space. Any of you guys are a guest speaker, do hop up on stage because you know what? We are wanting more and more people to come. Um, I see a lot of familiar faces here. Shout out to Anup, shout out to Tommy, Jean. You guys are awesome. So you know what? Let's get started. What's up, you know, PewCast fam? Hope you guys having a puking good day. And as always, welcome to Hotbox Session. I'm Puke representing the Rock Radio family. Our mission is simple, to discuss the latest NFT project, what's trending, latest insight from builders, review case study, but, but most importantly, to be at the forefront of any Web3 play to make some money. Welcome. And today, we have tons of guest speakers. Just shout out to Lost Glitches, Iceverse, Melon, Atlas, Humanence, hum, and also Alien Friends. So I'm, I'm really excited to, you know, really de- dive down into um, the topic of today. Last week, we have Polygon Builders here. Today, we have Eve and also, you know, Immutable. So, Nier, I'm going to pass the stage to you. You know, it's been a while since we talked about the last time, the last two spaces that when you're on, you're just all about partying. So are you still partying now? What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, I'm still in Thailand. So of course, I'm forever, ever partying. I mean, it's what we do here, right? <laughs> um, definitely partying a lot because we had an amazing third drop uh just uh, at the end of april super successful 
and we are now entering a really, really cool phase for our project because we're starting our private alpha at the end of the month. And that will surely also turn into a beta, into an open beta that more people can join as the year progresses. So we're super, super excited. And yeah, thank you so much for inviting me today. No worries, no worries. It's always a pleasure to have you because, man, you guys are killing in terms of having being immutable. And I, I recently saw, you know, you have this massive drop on the 26th. Tell me a little bit more about it, bro. Yes, so uh, we, uh, we did have our third booster pack drop for our uh, first set of cards called Memories. I should introduce ourselves for the ones who don't know us yet. So we are the Lost Glitches. We are developing a modern trading card game with role-playing uh, role playing elements on the immutable blockchain. And um, yeah, so right now we're doing our pre-release Genesis card drops in anticipation for the full release of the game and as i said we have a private alpha that's already looking super good we gave our community some sneak peeks during the drop week at the end of last month and right now we're just waiting to get a little bit more of a stable build so that we can start having some matches on our discord between me and the founders between me and the game devs and really at some point anyone who's brave enough to battle me <laughs> I, hope, I hope i hope i hope you will join oh yeah yeah you you are very proud awesome. in terms of your your game skills uh bro like are you really dominating right now do you guys have a letterboard and stuff like that not yet not yet we don't have a letterboard yet i i hope to be dominating look I'm already shit talking to some of our community members <laughs> about, you know, me crushing them. And I'm sure I will regret it. I, ha I have a nemesis called Cosmic Lizard. Maybe he's somewhere around. He's called differently on, 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 on Twitter. But so it's, it's just a lot of fun to shit talk with my nemesis and just like, you know, but, but we're funny about it. I think at the end of the day, like, we just want to have fun. And of course, we also want to win and, you know, get some get some goodies like nfts and new uh rare and legendary cards that we can later maybe trade so yeah i mean definitely lots of fire awesome <laughs> awesome all right we, we will dive down more into that after we go through the whole uh ro roster of speakers uh Maeve knows my co-host <laughs> how are you doing buddy yes sir yes sir what's up everyone sorry for being late i am uh, exactly more or less four to five minutes late just want to say, uh, was good, was good. Hotbox session, let's get it. But, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before, Lost Glitches, brother, man, miss you. We're going to circle back, because like, I know you sold out the whole collection. Amazing stuff. We're going to circle back on what you're going to do on tournaments. How you plan to, obviously, going to scale Lost Glitches in terms of tournaments and reach. But, uh, back to you, Puke. Yeah, but the tournament's not going to be fun, bro. Because Nia's going to be the number one. And uh, that's it. Like, we, we can't beat him. All right, let, let's circle back. Like, let's go to um, Melon. Mev, thank you for the shout-out. And nice <laughs> to see you too, my brother. No worries. Hey, hey, how are you doing? GM, GM, GM. Um, Kuben is here. I'm essentially um, a co-founder of Melon Project. Uh, it's so nice to be here uh, with everybody um actually um a gm to all the azukis as well uh, and of course everybody else ikuzo 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 there's a meetup today in london i'm from i'm in london actually uh we have a meetup and a dinner in a couple of hours so yeah we'll definitely send some pictures out and we'll we'll have some we'll have fun 
uh, we, we're going to get wacky uh, there. Right now, my co-host, another wacky trainer, he's right in London. So probably, you know, I'm going to uh, hit him up, ask him to come and join the Azukis as well because, man, he's been rapping Azuki as well. So give me a little bit of brief introduction of Melon, bro. Oh, yeah. Um, so Melon, <laughs> long story short, why we Melon? Because we're going to bring the juice to the Web3 world and NFTs. That's kind of the reason behind the name. Um, but really, like, you know, I'm gonna, yeah, uh, yeah, okay, let me tell you just maybe a bit of a, a real quick kind of like oh, what, before I think I can speak about metal, let me just give you a bit of context about oh, kind of like what we do, which is oh, we are a platform, a protocol, and an ecosystem for content collectible NFTs, right? Content NFTs. And uh, um, what are content NFTs? Content NFTs, uh, I would say, is actually one of the biggest open secret, open secret in the NFT world. Um, why it is an open secret, right? Um, because, like, first of all, what it is. So, uh, uh, content NFTs, for example, are like iconic cultural kind of like content on the internet that you know turn into a collectible NFT. Uh, example of this is Doge meme. You know, the Doge meme. It sold for four million dollars by Please It Out. Or like the you know Jack Dorsey's tweet, it sold for three million dollars. Um, there's a bunch of other memes and content as well, such as I don't know the um, you know the um, the disaster girl. I think that sold for six hundred k. There was the bad luck Brian. There was the uh, dancing pal bearers that sold for one million last year. You know the TikTok of the uh, kind of like you know they they hold a coffin. The black guys do hold a coffin. They're dancing. Sold for one million dollars. So there's a lot of this content NFTs that sold for a really, really big amounts of money. And everybody heard of it, right? Most of you heard of this kind of content NFT has been selling for a huge amount. It's been all over the news. But somehow, that whole space, the content NFT space, is not popped yet. Hasn't popped like PFPs, hasn't popped like art. It's not nowhere to be seen yet. It's kind of like very underground. So that's why we think it is kind of like the biggest open secret of NFTs. Everybody knows of it. But somehow it's hidden. It's secret. Like no, it's no, no, no volume, no trading, no nothing. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, I I agree with yeah. you because like when we look at the NFT space, besides the PFP, the uh, amazing one on one arts, I think the next thing that's gonna take on the wave is like the meme, right? So you you get mm. like that iconic picture whereby you know everybody who knows meme, whether you are in Web two, whether you're in Web three, you see the picture, you already know what's going on, right? And exactly. Maybe, you know, you know the funny thing is, like this week I was watching on Netflix, and they have this show called The King of Collectibles, right? And uh, he's just telling me about you know what a Lewis Hamilton card sold for, what a LeBron you know triple logo man sell for, and when I look at your project, you know having that iconic picture selling for it, it it definitely able to gather a lot of views. I appreciate it. Like, thank you. And like, that's, that's, that's what we figured out. So we've been, by the way, we are a venture back company. We raised uh, pre-seed around $1 million last year uh, from some leading venture capital firms uh, in Web3. And um, we've been really studying why, the reason why it hasn't popped yet. And really we built, I think, the kind of perfect protocol, both for creators, which is fully decentralized, creator owned and fully immutable. Uh, Ethereum kind of, you know, protocol that, you know, enables you to, um, kind of turn your iconic content into collectibles the most native way and um it's very easy to use for the fans as well and um one of our first drops so we already signed up i think like a hundred creators with a couple hundred million uh, followers reached and one of the first drop we're gonna do next month so in a couple of weeks 
is going to be the, believe it or not, we got the fuck around and find out guy himself dropping the fuck around and find out meme, official fuck around and find out meme, the biggest meme currently on Twitter potentially, I, 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 except Pepe. That's going to be dropping as a limited edition drop officially from Roger Scare, the, the guy on Melon. So if you click on my profile or click on Melon profile, like there in the speaker, you can check. That thing is dropping with us as a collectible and uh, it'll be very limited. Let me tell you that. And um, so a bit of alpha here and like you know uh, if you can get hands on it like feel free to join our discord we're still giving out a couple more og rolls um for that it'll be very well priced and very limited so this is going to be we cannot it's got a bit of promotional thing so it's uh it can be really you know uh good for some people i just want to say like i also really agree with you <laughs> what you said um regarding you know the next wave you said like it will be content nfts right like if you think of it like what we have now, currently, what's popping the PFP, that's for us, for geeks like us, that we kind of, I think we like it, and like board age, we all like it, right? Because we are geeks, we're a bunch of crypto geeks. But what will really bring the next mass adoption next wave? We believe it's going to be two things. One is gaming, and I see some gaming projects here, so I want to, after this, I do want to give you back the word, or <laughs> so I don't want to take all the space. But like, so there will be gaming. And number two, it will be in, uh, our believe it's really content. Because if you think of it, most people, you know, um, when they think about board apes, a normal person outside of crypto, if I tell my mom that I bought a board ape for $100,000, she said, I'm stupid. That's what she said. It's, you don't get it. This is like people think, at, uh, at best, they think they don't care. Uh, at, uh, at worst, they think it's stupid, like buying uh, PFPs. Like for most people, they don't get it. It's very crypto, but three things. Um, however, when I told her that what we're building, you can collect the Gangnam Style video. The original Gangnam Style video, and she loves Gangnam Style, right? <laughs> and when I told her that, she said, oh, that's cool. I want to own the Gangnam Style video. And when you think of it, that's going to be most people. Most people, they will want to collect their most favorite music videos. They will want to collect their favorite meme. They want to collect their favorite TikTok, their favorite Twitch moment, OnlyFans moment, whatever, right? Like, even to that extent. And, um, yeah, we, so we signed up already a bunch of creators. We have a lot of Web3 musicians coming in, some biggest memes as well coming in. Um, and um, we built a whole infrastructure and ecosystem for that. So, yeah, that's my show. That's my pitch. But I hope it gave you some insight as well. Um, yeah, great yeah, stuff. Back to you. Back to you. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. And I see Maeve knows raise his hand because, man, like Maeve knows every meme. So, bro, go ahead, buddy. Woo! Brother, sorry, I, I wanted to cut in, but there's just so many things, man. Like, uh, I have a lot of questions. I know we haven't done the round. I have a lot of questions. It's not processed. I just want to, you know, let our man right here hit up melons. I'm going to hit you with a lot of, like, uh, process, how you get it going, partnerships, all that stuff later on. I just want to put it out there before we get into it. Because, like, you know, I, I see a lot of uh, penguins in the house. What's up, NFY and Alston? Yeah, penguin. All right, all right. All right, I just had to ask, like, very cool stuff that you're working on. I was checking out the Twitter with the main pass. Like, my big question is, like, why is it a watermelon? You got to explain, like, the story behind it, man. Bro, bro, bringing juice to the web tree, bro. That's yeah, it. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got it. All right, let me check on my another co-host, GW. How are you doing, buddy? GM, GM. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, excited to be here with the, the lineup of speakers. Um, I've done a bit of research on the project, so looking forward to the conversation tonight. Awesome, awesome. All right, I'm going to throw it over to my buddy, Alien Friends. Bro, I see you've been killing on spaces and 
man, like you, you've been doing spaces for the longest time and finally we share the same stage together. So how are you doing, bro? Hey, GM, GM. How's it going, everyone? Going good, going good. Good, good, good. Great, great to be here. Yeah, um, my name is GLR. I'm, I'm uh, the comms lead for uh, Alien Friends. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the project uh, and the brand, uh, but we are, you know, a 10,000 uh, piece um, PFP digital collectible um, brand out here in Web3. Um, we launched in December of 2021, um, and our leader and uh, the founder, the artist, is Mason Crow. And uh, I'm I'm actually rocking right now. Just a like looks like a custom. It was a birthday present back in March from Mason, and so that's why I'm not rocking like an official uh, OG or Alien Friends Evolution, but I'm rocking just a a gift. So love the art and. Um, yeah, so I mean, we're out here. We're our mission is to build the biggest group of friends in the universe, and we are on our way. Um, this opportunity, Puke Rainbow, just want to say thank you to you for reaching out and extending an offer and an opportunity for us to share um, about what we got going on and uh, to learn about other things as well out here in uh, your space. It's a cool opportunity, man. We appreciate it. And uh, ready for any questions or combos that you guys have in store. Yeah, definitely, man. Like when we look at, you know, the first few projects that is really iconic in the space, Alien Friends is definitely one of it. And, you know, when like the whole NFT craze of doing in real life events, you know, conferences, NFT LA, NFT NYC, Alien Friends is always at, you know, these kind of places, right? And uh, just just share with me, like, you know, I, I know you guys are doing tons of stuff, you know, with the incubator chamber, building up the IP. So right now, like the whole focus of Alien Friends, you know, are, are you guys still actively doing like community outreach and stuff like that? Hundred percent, yeah. Um, well, you mentioned actually a couple really good things regarding the the uh, the brand itself, um, the incubation chamber. For people that don't know, um, we do have a companion collection to our OG collection, and uh, it's um, it's called Alien Friends Evolution. And uh, when that released in April of two thousand twenty-two, um, it actually because it came in at a lower a lower price point. And um, people were able to use what we call incubators to create them. Um, a whole bunch of new alien friends traits. Um, but, you know, the, the biggest thing about that Puke Rainbow is that it actually allowed us to expand our, our community. Because people who were priced out of the OGs were now able to get an AFE. And we've had a saying all along called one friend equals one friend. And so, you know, whether you have an OG or an AFE, you're an alien friend. And through that, we've been able to meet and make friendships with people from every walk of life, from all over the world, uh, from every discipline, every industry, every passion, every creative niche that you can imagine. And we've galvanized those relationships. Uh, we've galvanized them through, um, through actual events, like you mentioned, the NFT NYC, at uh, NFTLA, NFT Miami. Um, but we've also been doing something called micro meetups. And this has been exceptionally uh, well received by our community. And micro meetups, the whole goal is for alien friends to fund 
uh, local groups of alien friends to come together and hang out with people who are within their region. So we've done these micro meetups um, in New York. We've done them in uh, Los Angeles. We've done them in Nashville, uh, Tennessee. Um, we've done them uh, in, in many places around the country already. And we have like another round of micro meetups that are coming up in Nebraska. <laughs> and I don't know if y'all know much about the United States, but Nebraska is literally the middle of nowhere. But we have like six alien friends there. So guess what? We're backing, we're backing uh, a micro meetup and, at the Beercade and they're going to go out and play video games and drink beer and eat pizza and chill. And so we value community a lot and uh, we prioritize it a lot. And so we want to, we, that's where we make our investments to give the value back to the community and uh, we, we show and prove every single day. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, you know, two people is called a partner. Three is called a party, right? <laughs> so as long as you have three people in a state, you got to do it, right? So that... Puk, go ahead, bro. Sorry. Puk, Joe, uh, you, you caught me at beer and uh, meet up. <laughs> I, I, Let's go. <laughs> that, that was it, man. Just like, all right. Yeah, I'm yeah. Done. We all know. Let's what, go. What, what, Maeve, you, you know that I'm a big fan of uh, Nick Boys, right? And, you know, Alien Friends, they have partnership with Fusan. And, guys, like, if you watch Fusan, you know it's all about meeting people, partying, and that's it. Just having good vibes. And I think the vibes that Alien Friends bring, you know, one, one alien equals to one friend, right? That's it. So, wait, Puke, so you're saying, like, in uh, Nebraska, six-person micro-community that works... So if we move it to, I don't know, let's just say like, you know, Malaysia, Asia, Southeast Asia, you know, so we, we, we get a real party going. Is, is that what I'm like reading so far? I mean, <laughs> just, thought, you know, I'm just putting, out, putting it right out there. Go, go ahead, GR. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm not sure if y'all hold Alien Friends. Uh, you should. Um, like I said, the price point for the AFEs, you look at it, it's like super like, it's it's affordable. Level. Let's go. It's is very affordable. Thank you, Bush. Um, but but check this out. I mean, we would love. We are working on coordinating a micro meetup in Asia. We have one plan for Australia. One plan for Puerto Rico. Uh, alien friends are building the biggest group of friends in the universe. So we would love to put something together in Asia as well. So something central, something f uh, fresh for for the people in a regional way. I know Asia is huge, so you know, just wherever the biggest group of little alien friends are. So that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I wanted wanted to put out there. I also wanted to just pass it over to Burning Bush for a second. Burning Bush is uh, one of the community leaders um, in Alien Friends, and uh, just you know, you asked Pete Rainbow about uh, the community vibe and stuff like that, and are we you know are we still active on that? And I just want to, I want to let you all hear from someone who's part of the community, if, if that's cool. Awesome. Thanks for that, GLR. I just, uh, you know, always happy to, you know, be supporting of communities that are supporting of creators and builders alike. Um, and that's just kind of one of the things that uh, really sticks out with me for the Alien Friends. Um, been in the Web3 web space since uh, late 2020, was a founding member of OniForce, uh, was a part of a lot of other projects um, that a lot of us probably know and are uh, pretty aware of but 
just something about Alien Friends specifically, it just really stands out to me. Um, you know, not only is the art like very adorable and a lot of, you know, diverse art styles there, um, but from a community standpoint, it's probably one of the most diverse communities that I've ever been a part of. Um, and, and to the point to where everyone is very diverse and from all over the world, but they yet come together and have so much in common and can have such great conversations and dialogues. Um, and I know we've seen a lot of like community dramas and project dramas, um, especially here lately. And, you know, that's just something that I really haven't seen or experienced in Alien Friends since I've been in it for almost a year now. Um, so it's, it's really cool to see that and the vibes are great. And, you know, obviously I'm working with the hologram. I'm on the hologram uh, labs team. So, you know, working out with these 3D rigged alien friends and doing everything we can to bring all these IPs into, uh, into the universe and, and bring about awareness for all these people. So, you know, everything that, that GLR is saying, um, I'll just echo it as a non-paid member or a non-team member. Um, it's just a member of the community. Um, you know, it's just really like, they're always building on something and it's like people are were fudding the alien friends here like two months ago and just kind of like man they're not doing anything they've got the friends marketplace but they're not really doing anything and it's like oh yeah watch this and it's like we had this whole mutation phase with the incubators where we partnered with transient labs we partnered with liquid death we partnered with um atari and we partnered with vayner sports so it's like those are pretty big brands in the space and so, like, doing things like that and doing it the right way without having any problems on the contract, without getting minted out of bots and having all those types of issues really is the big, like, nail in the coffin for me with Alien Friends is that when they're doing something and they're activating on something, they're going to do it the right way and they're going to do it with the community in mind. And I think a lot of the times with other projects, they really are doing it from a financial standpoint or a politically correct standpoint. But the thing with Alien Friends is everybody's out here just trying to help each other. And I think that's what makes a good community. Yep. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, May, go ahead. Oh, thanks, Phil. So, uh, Bernie, I just want to say, like, uh, love everything you just said. Vibes and all. I, I got a couple of questions. Again, I got to finish the round. Chill, May. Chill, May. We got to complete. Like, like, you know, like, bro. NFY racist hand. I, I, right now, he's so tired that he actually put it down. Uh, no, he's still, he's still up. So, go. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. give it him, brother, man. Because, like, I'm like, Vcon, alien friends, you know, like, oh, a lot of, like, mental health. Yeah. Too, okay, too okay. Much, let's like, let's go. Let's okay, go man. to Atlas. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for setting this up. Man, I love hearing all the stories and, you know, hearing about Alien Friends and other NFT communities. So, Hey everyone, um, Elston, one of the co-founders at Atlas, together with the team. Um, TLDR, Atlas is a omni-channel Web3 gaming ecosystem. Um, we started out late last year, early last year. Um, the first product that we launched was a casual games aggregator. And really fortunate because in the first two months of launch, we actually closed our early fundraise. We raised um, 10 million. That was led by Dragonfly Capital, Sequoia, uh, Makers Fund. So a really fortunate cap table of having a Web2 VC, a Web3 VC, and a gaming fund. And, you know, all of us just like playing games. And what we really want to do is to be able to disrupt the gaming scene with blockchain tech. So we started out as a casual game aggregator. We then moved and, you know, branched out our product offerings that cuts across Web3 and also Web2.5, right? So Atlas.com was the first product. We then moved on to, like, PopPop. So PopPop is a gamified options protocol. In fact, one of my teammates here, the one with the uh, nice little Macy 
he's actually the one that led a lot of our um, POC POC protocol. So he was previously from JPM and CT. So this is like his brainchild of moving from Web2 finance into Web3 finance. We also have other products like Battle Showdown. So this is a Web3 version of Smash Bros. For those of you who are familiar, you know, it's basically a side-scroll platform shooter game. But what's cool is that we enable NFT interoperability. So right now, we are partnered with 30-plus projects. You go to the site. If you do not own an NFT, you can use a rotating character that we have. Or let's say you own a particular NFT, you can actually import the JPEG within the game. For example, we partnered with Doodles. We partnered with DFK, DeFi Kingdoms, for all the tax um, um, folks here. And what it means is if you own a particular NFT, you can authenticate on the site and you can actually interact and play as your NFT in a shooting game. That is something super exciting that we feel that you can bring NFT interaction to a whole new level. So there could be a world where Doodles is shooting at Aliens Friends, is jumping around fighting with a Pudgy, is shooting around, you know, interacting with a Como. That is just something that's really, really interesting for us. And as we try and broaden out and reach out to the wider gaming community, that's where we realized that, hey, just purely looking at on-chain games is not enough. We went down the road of expanding to Web 2.5 crowd. So we went down your native App Store, Play Store. And that is through our NFT collection, the Como NFTs. Uh, you probably see a lot of them, um, these cute little dragons that are around the audience today. And the two games you can find right now, in fact, the largest market is US, Como Cafe, and also My Pizza Story. So this is really going through the route of the simulation game. So if you are a digital collectible, if you love like food and simulation games, definitely go check it out. Long story short, we want to be the Web3 Valve. For those of the gamers out there, it is both a ecosystem of products from Steam to Half-Life to Dota 2. And we really see ourselves kind of making that comparable in the Web3 space. And yeah, you know, super stoked to be speaking with everybody and sharing about this. We are leading towards a large event that's happening in June. I won't say much. If you want, you can check out Twitter. So definitely stay tuned. <laughs> and yeah, super stoked to be here to be chatting with everybody. Yeah, yeah. Just one question for you before we uh, pass on to other people is that uh, I see, you know, even when you go to the, the main website, um, you make a bold statement, right? Onboarding 1 billion Web3 gamers, uh, which is your main headline. So, so tell me more. Is it more towards, you know, onboarding people via various products or how are you planning to go about it? Yeah, that is a great question um, and, and, and definitely good catch there. And it is both because there isn't even a billion people in Web3. Like, if you look at the total number of gamers playing any on-chain game right now, even in its peak um, last year, right, it's a million users. So a million users a day will play a blockchain game. Those are like peanut numbers in the larger macro world, right? even if you look at total MetaMask users, I don't think it's reached that scale yet. So really what we think the future is, is working with larger corporations and how do we actually go into the Web2 space, right? I think earlier someone was sharing, hey, they can't convince their mom that they paid 100K for a monkey picture. Like, we have to cross that bridge. We have to get, you know, the, the wider ecosystem that people don't understand what MetaMask is and don't know what NFTs are to really onboard the next billion. So a big part of our ethos is through building a community we are building towards what we call the next billion alliance which is bring on all our different partners that we have on board dfk animoca uh, together even working with the folks from like bbrc and Hidong. and how do we gather all of these top brands together to really help us fulfill this next billion dream 
I don't think we can do it on our own. So hopefully for those among the crowds, we find a couple more partners to help us fulfill our dream. Yeah, definitely, bro. Like the the main ethos in Web3 is like, you know, you, you can't go alone. And it's always about partnering with somebody and doing something, you know, even greater. I think that is the way forward. That's why, you know, from Twitter spaces to, you know, join community spaces and the vibes is pretty much similar, right? Because everybody here is to build up the space. All right. I am interested to talk to the humans. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, hey, hey. Thank you so much. Yo, yo, yo. It was good. Thanks for putting us on on the space. Much appreciated. So many awesome projects and individuals out here. And I was just kind of scrolling through uh, and just checking, you know, who's who's uh, aware of us. And I see there's quite a few followers, which I was quite surprised. And, you know, our alien friends and all the uh, other guys are, we've been in the space. We've been around for a little bit. So I'm just going to give a quick little rundown of, you know, where we come from and where we headed, uh, for those who don't know. So Humanians is a social, uh, socially conscious NFT project, and we launched our season one just over a year ago. Uh, we actually minted on the day of Terra Luna crash, so that was fun. Um, but we minted out our project, and uh, we, we raised capital, and we managed to donate uh, 160,000 to our charity partners. Uh, so that was a big success, and we've grown a community. Uh, we've, you know, we've released a 5,800 collection with an awesome artwork from uh, a well-known artist called Visby, who's worked with uh, The Guardian, The Wall Street Journal, Vogue, uh, Geek, GQ. Um, so, like, yeah, big brands, uh, and, and she's been drawing art. Um, you know, for those for those big clients, and we partner up with her, and uh, you know, she drew all of the Humanian characters. Um, if you've seen us around, uh, we were quite unique uh, in our way, where we didn't release a PFP collection, uh, but we released these cute little characters, which was like a full body character. Um, and you know, we've uh, we've grown our community, we've um, delivered. Uh, all the things on our roadmap, and now we reached to a point where we're releasing a season two. Um, so I guess that's why uh, we've been approached by Hugh Cranbow, which is uh, appreciated a lot. Um, so we want to spread spread a bit more awareness of what we're doing. So we're launching season two, which is all about community and art and story, and we're developing this whole new map of Humania and our second collection. Uh, is still quite a mystery. We haven't fully, fully announced and given all the details uh, of what we're doing. But if you join our, um, you know, if you visit our website or you join our Discord, you'll see that we are opening up our lore into into way more kind of like a magical world. And um, at the end of May, there's going to be mysterious orbs falling from the sky in the Humania. What's gonna come out of those orbs? No ah, that dung 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 dung. So yeah, much appreciated to have us here. We're we're honored to be sharing stage with all the awesome projects out here and all the utility-based platforms and good old PFP projects. Really, really good to be here with you guys. Um, also, I see NFI is here, who's our uh, community lead as well. 
uh, he's been raising his hand this whole time. I think he was rooting for Humanian, so I think <laughs> it might be a good time for him to say, <laughs> jump on and say hi. Hey, bro, hey, bro. The stage is young. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. I just wanted to, I mean, this. I just love this space so much. Before that, I just wanted to, you know, say uh, thank you so much to Puke, Rainbow, GW, and me for holding this space. I also, uh, I also live in India. So, you know, really love the vibes that you're sending to Asia and all the community. And of course, uh, I think, Th- Thomas, did you mention that Humanians is also based from Bali, Indonesia, right? So I just, I just love all the, you know, community building that you are doing and also love our alien friends here, also love uh, Elston. So, you know, really love the vibes that you're spending, you know. And of course, thank you so much for, you know, giving us the opportunity again. 100% brother. Like, you know, when you say you're from India, Asia, come on, like, you know, we gonna be friends. All right. So I'm excited because, you know, when we talk to Alien Friends, you know, a project that's already minted, doing well, we are talking about community building, right? And for Humanians, you know, you guys also minted out right now is focusing on season two. So I just want to dive deep you know, deep dive into a little bit in terms of like, you know, what is your content strategy right now to kind of like stay on top in the market and make sure that, you know, hey, season two, still relevant. You know, the season one people is going to mint it. More people is coming to the space. How do you make sure, you know, you have that right content strategy going on? Yeah, so I I think for us, it was more so also trying to uh, broaden our storytelling skills and and really, we, we, we kind of did a full rebrand of, of uh, our whole uh, brand identity as well. You know, uh, we thought like, OK, what is um, what is how can we make it more interesting? How can we make it more appealing? And so, you know, if you follow like the big guys, you know, like what, for example, Yuga Labs did, right? Like they did really good job at like telling their story and, and, and creating that swamp and doing all of those things. So we thought like, oh, wait a minute. Why? Like. What is the Humania? Where do the Humanians live, right? So we started to develop this whole universe. Um, if you go on our website, you'll see this kind of like island, this magical island covered with clouds, which we're slowly revealing uh, bit by bit. Um, so, yeah, so we just kind of went full on like creative mode. Uh, and we also want to like reward our community, right? Because uh, it's all about, you know, art and good vibes. So we actually launched um, this campaign called Vibe to Earn. Uh, which really helps us to uh, spread the, the message about the Humanians and our community members can join us and participate in daily quests, um, which will, they will get rewarded for. So, you know, we're activating the community to, to you know, stay relevant and stay with us um, while we reveal more and more details about the season two. Yep, yep. Awesome. <laughs> All right, all right. So let's <laughs> let's great. go to Icebus. How are you doing? GM, GM, thank you for having me on. I'm doing great. How are I'm you? I'm good, I'm good. So tell me more about Icebus, bro. Because like when I look at the video trailer, it seems like, man, like you guys are planning something to do with diamonds and stuff like that. So tell me more. Yeah, spot on. Um, I'm Vert. I'm the founder of Icebus. Um, and Iceverse is really working to change the status quo in the NFT market. Um, we're redefining what luxury is and creating a new immersive digital experience. Um, and our goal is to really seamlessly blend physical and digital worlds by offering customers a unique digital experience. Um, so what you saw at, on our pinned tweet 
is our partnership with Aviani and Co. Um, that's one of our first steps in accomplishing our, our mission. Um, and, and that partnership really works to implement blockchain technology in our own unique products line with them. Um, so we're re releasing a unique product line with them. Blockchain technology will be implemented into it where each physical product will come with a digital twin. That digital twin acts as a, a piece of authentication. Um, it's also being able to be used in you know the metaverse world and in the digital world with your you know PFPs and partner collections. Um, and, and our goal is really to to bring um, the, the luxury jewelry scene together and democratize the industry as a whole. Um, if you're sort of familiar with how it works, it's like you need a connection or you need to know someone um, to, to get a deal or to you know get a certain watch you want. And we're really trying to change that um, and offer that experience to everyone. Um, and one of our steps in, in doing that was uh, securing a 30% discount through Aviani for all of our holders. Um, so that way we're, we're able to offer the best craftsmanship in, in the digital and the physical worlds. Yep. So just tell me more about, you know, when, when we are doing this, it's always going to be, you know, digital, digital connecting with physical items. So do you think like the potential is big in the space? Because like not really, ton I mean, tons of brand are kind of like doing it. It's more towards, you know, a brand has merged, but when you connect it to, for example, a digital item and stuff like that, what, what is the end goal here? Yeah, um, I think we're really seeing a shift in the entire market sense, especially with the royalties going away. Um, and a lot of projects are specifically with Pudgy Penguins you see as well, um, working into like the toy section. Um, and I think that's where a lot of products and brands are going to go. Um, and I think that's where we're really onboarding the masses. Um, I believe that the way we're going to onboard the most people into Web3 is through a product and through an actual consumer experience. Um, and then that kind of introduces them into the, the Genesis NFT. Um, and yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the direction we're heading in. Um, where we're trying to to you know show people what blockchain is, show people what Web three is about, um, and introduce them to a community that they've never seen before, um, and really onboard them through a physical product. Yep. All right, uh, G Dub, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to find out how the collaboration came about. Do do you approach them? Did they already are they already familiar with Web3? How how do you get them interested and then working together? Good question. Um so I'm actually uh, based in New York. I've been here all my life. Um so I I've been pretty familiar with Aviani um as if you a lot of you know New York natives they they know him um and it's kind of a a legend in the diamond district you could say. Um and I actually became friends with uh, them a little while ago, um, a few years ago before I started Ice First. Um, and I started trading NFTs back in early 2021 um, and was really interested in technology. Um, and I kind of saw a space um, and a problem within the, the jewelry scene and thought this is, you know, kind of the perfect opportunity to, to implement such new and emerging technology into a, a field which really hasn't been innovated in, in a long time. Um, it's been pretty stagnant. Um, so I'm looking forward to disrupting that. Yep. Like, I, I think one interesting thing is that when we talk about Aviani and Co, like they are a huge, you know, retailer in, in New York and like tons of, and, and, 
<laughs> somebody mute hold on alright okay cool and you know there are tons of like you know celebrities and stuff like that that it's kind of like you know being into the partnership together with uh, the whole businesses do you see moving forward um, you are getting more like celebrity endorsement and stuff like that yeah for sure um, I think one of our, our steps in in the, the long term goal is really onboarding um, like celebrities other big clientele um, and, and introducing them into the Web3 scene, um, their physical products. Um, and then also we're, we're working um, in the watch industry on, on shipping a new product soon, actually. That's, that's pretty innovative and disrupting that whole uh, industry, um, which, which I'm really excited about. Um, but I can't release too much yet. Um, but I'm super excited to, to talk about that more once that goes live. But yeah, I think... Um, as, as an industry as a whole, um, partnering and, and bringing as many brands into this space is what's going to push us forward. Um, and I think the, the technology is pretty applicable to, to most brands and luxury goods. Yep, yep. All right. So, cool. We we did, you know, we ran one through with, you know, Lost Glitches, Iceworks, Melon, it. Atlas, Humanians, and so Alien Friends. And I'm seeing the common team here, right, Maeve? Like, the common team is that, you know, you guys are doing in real-life events, outreach, you know, bringing more people into the space, having different collection whereby maybe it's a, a cheaper mint price so that you can get more users into the space, wanting to onboard and stuff like that. So the, the common team is always going to be, you know, hey, you know, we are a project, you know, we sell out. How do we get more people wanting to join the ecosystem and wanting to play? So maybe just throw out a question here is that, you know, why, why do you see or think, um, for example, you know, onboarding new people to the space is so important. And when you compare it versus, you know, cultivating people who's already in the community. So where do you find that, you know, that balance? I'm going to pass it to Aston. Hey, Puka Rainbow. No, I just thought that wanted to shout out, right? You were mentioning, hey, how do we bring in in real life space? I see in the audience, I have a good friend actually, Mr. Gentle Ape. I think most of us might know him. So if you are open, uh, Puka Rainbow, like let's bring on Mr. Gentle Ape. I mean, this is a super interesting um, background, right? For those of you who don't know, he, um, Nelson came from the the retail space, building up a large luxury clothing brand and now he's all in into web tree and owning golden um skateboard so if anybody like this is the man to also bring up man sure bro like you know we are open in terms of you know having more people here talking about the common topic because end of the day man it's it's interesting right so my question back to you bro like you know where do you find the main balance between like you know onboarding new people versus you know cultivating your current holders getting them engaged and making them kind of like i wouldn't say like an army right but getting them involved in terms of hey you know i'm owning this nft i'm gonna out there not just the main brand onboarding more people but me you know as a user i love the brand i'm gonna share to my friends i'm gonna wrap it in my merge i'm gonna let people know uh, where do you see that coming yeah i think that's a good question and i don't think those are mutually exclusive trying to you know um, continue building up the current community or doing good outreach i think end of the day good products naturally sell themselves um let's say even like the pudgy community right um they are super welcoming even recently when they just closed a fundraise um the whole community really rallied together spread the news even within Atlas and what we're doing, a lot of our community members all really help to you know, spread the word. And 
it was super memorable. We did a couple of um, Discord spaces and there was like a 40-year-old that he found out about us and he was playing on our platform. And he actually, you know, enjoyed it so much that every Friday night, it is family time where him, his wife and his daughter, we just play our games together. And we just found that to be super heartening. I remember once, um, one of our community members, it was his birthday. So his wife sat through the whole spaces just to raise her hand at the end and say, hey, my husband has been a big fan. Can you all sing him a happy birthday song? So things like this really, really, you know, touches us. And we feel that apart from any hard shields or what, it just goes back to the fundamentals of building a strong product, doing the right thing for people, for the community. And I think, you know, the wider group over time will be able to recognize brand and value. Um, so I wouldn't say, you know, anything about intentionally trying to focus too much on vanity metrics, but just heads down, it's builder season. And especially right now in this market, the companies that you see are still around the last three months. Those that are going to still be around in the next six months, next one year, these are the true builders in the space. And even all those on the spaces right now, right? You know, even in such a market, you still band together, talk about such topics and try and educate our friends around. I mean, man, and especially seeing all the love that everybody has been reacting. Sounds like this is just a message that everybody resonates with. 100% bro like when, when we talk about you know uh, builders here and hey man like if you are a project and right now you know it's been one year since you launched and you are still actively on spaces telling people about the project like you know the team is really just all about outreaching and more and you know just find more and more people okay so Maeve, let's circle back to, you know, our speakers because I know you have tons of questions, you know, who do you have a particular question? Um, I, I got a feeling you want to talk a little bit more about MIMS. Wait, me, can you repeat that again? Whoa, 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 whoa. My line just got cut. Oh, man, like... Uh, I was just gonna, before you get into it, I was just like, my God, man, like, uh, if... My wife, or if I had a wife, my girlfriend, or whoever, <laughs> like sat through the whole AMA session, and she's like, uh, "Guys, actually, like, uh, I just sat through this thing because, like, you know, I want just like wish my husband or boyfriend, like, yo, happy birthday." Oh, God damn that <laughs> heartfelt man. Oh, That's why God. you gotta be part of the community, Mif. Oh, oh. <laughs> Definitely, definitely. Yep, yep. All right, so let, let's pass it on to uh, Kubines because I want to talk a little bit in terms of melons, right? We're talking about bringing the juice and I, I've realized like the, the whole core um, the, the whole core stuff of your project is really how the team is able to obtain the IP rights of a certain product, right? Like you guys definitely need to have a very strong team to get good quality products for you guys to sell. So tell me more about like, you know, your experience in getting all this kind of stuff. Um, so you're asking, just, just to um, reiterate, you're asking about the, the team's experience in terms of building and delivery. Yep, yep. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's actually a good question. I mean, we, of course, you know, there's so much innovations done by all sort of various people in Web3. Um, but if I think you need a good team to kind of like build something, especially of like what we're building, which is like an infrastructure, um, an infrastructure layer uh, above all for content NFT collectibles. This won't be just like, this is not just going to drop. We're not doing just like a fuck around, find out drop. That's the first drop. But the main thing, what we are building here, and um, essentially you can get access to with the Founders Pass, Melon Pass, is 
is an infrastructure for content NFT collectibles, which will be the the, the infrastructure for you know potentially the next wave of people coming in. So just like you know, back to your question though, our team um, we have twelve people distributed around Europe. Uh, by the way, I'm Asian heritage, <laughs> just let you know. But I live in Europe in London right now, um, and um, you know, like our team is very experienced. Actually, you know, we we kind of like have experience both in crypto, but at the same time, we are builders and um, uh, shippers that you know have collectively probably decades and experience in Web2. I previously worked at McKinsey. Uh, we have team that work at Microsoft, Apple, HSBC, Land Rover. So it's a very stacked team that essentially shipped and built products in Fortune 100 companies. Um, and that's why, you know, we know, so we, we know how to build and ship stuff. And um, that's the reason I think also we raised the VC capital earlier. And um, I think... Um, you need both. You need both being a bit of degen and at the same time, like, you know, have that, you know, shipping experience to really deliver quality products. And um, if you, yeah, and I think that's kind of like the, I think the magic formula. Yeah, yeah. And, and to, to just really touch a little bit in terms of like, you, you talk about, you know, fuck around and find out, which is that iconic guy in front of that whiteboard drawing the graph, right? And I believe like, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of pictures to obtain is kind of like, it's not just you taking from the internet and selling it. Like you, you need to discuss, you need to have the IP rights to kind of actually, you know, sell it in the market. So how do you get, go about, you know, discussing stuff like that, you know, finding the people that, you know, created that, you know, that, that, that meme, that, that photo that they take. So it, because it, it seems like, for example, if you are taking a piece of art, you already know who the artist is, right? But for a meme, it, can, it kind of like a little bit different. So tell, tell me more about it. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. So, first of all, um, the guy himself, we are, he, we, he's we working with us. He himself is dropping the NFT on Melon platform. So, it's him dropping it. We are just the platform and um, we enable our community to collect it. Um, he owns fully the right. He's the guy that obviously made it, uh, owns the right. And now he is going to uh, not only create the collectible, but also give the IP rights away to an extent to the holders of the NFT. So that's how far it does. Like that's part of the protocol, Melon protocol. We have on-chain smart contract, uh, smart, uh, on-chain smart contract, IP um, rights contract. So like the uh, creators, they can select which, how much, like, you know, what kind of IP rights they give to the holders. And there'll be some IP right, you know, given to the holders of um, the, um, the, um, the fuck around as well. Bro, I gotta stop I gotta uh, stop you right there because I can't take you seriously while you are talking and posting memes on the channel at the same time, bro. Like I So that's a bit an alpha. Hey. So that, is, that that guy, that kid, that's another meme. So this alpha we haven't really kind of published yet, but we just secured a contract with him as well. He's gonna drop this meme with Melon as an uh, NFT as well. This is so that's gonna be probably the biggest meme, like you know, content NFT drop ever potentially if this is done right. So it's just like slightly like this is for this chat only, but it got out already. We have the contract done and we can publish it. That's why I'm giving out a little bit of that. Mate. So just so again, this is just two content pieces of Melon Secure. That's what we do. Like you know, as I said, we are experienced, very experienced team. We know how to do deals, how to do contract. We work in, you know, doing big media. This this is like. Like, you know, we, 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 we already signed up a lot more creators already in the background that we'll be slowly publishing. Um, but, like, yeah, so if those two, um, if these two heats that we're dropping is the first two, then you can tell, like, what Melon will be in three months, six months, uh, one year. Bro, time, bro. And what, what he Bro, today I'm finally getting educated of what that memes calls. It's 
actually is called Popeye's Kid, right? Like, why why that name for yeah. that meme, bro? Maybe you know a little bit on this. Yeah. I I like my my question was like kind of similar to yours. Like, in for for me at least, like I feel like it's uh it is well for me at least it's a really great feat, man. Cause like I I don't even know how would you approach this. Like, Melon, please, my man, share with me, man. How how did you approach this? Like. How how did you actually like yo <laughs> meme creator? I like your meme. Yo, let's do an NFT and like you know capitalize on this. We do this long term because like you know it's royalties and like we all understand what's good for NFT for especially something that's really iconic like memes. We we all know like you know Pepe mm. and many many other. Uh, I I think like uh yesterday we were talking about like feet peaks right like these are all like meme culture. I feel like NFTs, even like tokens, uh, moving forward, meme culture is always going to be a very strong and relevant. Absolutely. Point. So, like, tell me, man, like, how how are we like, yo, meme, you, let's do it. You know, like, yeah. how how did that come? About? That's like maybe if you join the Discord, join Melon Talk, do get it, like, do do get the OG role, try to get on. Honestly, um, that's what we do. Like, I think it's it's the testament to the quality of the team. Uh, we built product. I think I can't wait to launch. Like, I think we waited a bit long to launch, but I think it's gonna be worth it. Like, can't really wait to show you guys not only like you know the drop that will happen, um, the product itself, like the protocol and the elegance of the platform. I think it um it will blow people away. It's the only platform right now on the planet Earth that we built that's directly connected to main social media platform like web two platforms like instagram twitter youtube twitch all of that it's directly connected the the, the protocol itself and what it does it can verify um the uh, uh, like you know the author and authenticity of the content right and also on top of it like you know the metadata of the like, including the link of the original content say a TikTok or whatever uh, is embedded into the nft through the protocol. So it, it's the most kind of one decentralized, most kind of composable and the most sort of provenant uh, kind of solution for content creators to turn like, you know, um, a content into NFT drops. And um, also for the fans, it's the best way to connect directly with the creators because that's it has to be the creators that are creating it. Um, not like a third party, not like, you know, they sign up with Melody on their behalf. Roger Scarra himself, you know, the fuck around guy, he's in our Discord right now. Yesterday, we were just chatting with him on Discord. He's in our Discord, right? So you want to fuck around and find out? Then come fuck around and find out. Bro, um, I love it. Yeah, I love so... it already, bro. Like, um, <laughs> nice, nice one. Because this this kind of, like, bring a different flavor in terms of, like, collectibles, right? We have the Pokemon cards. We have, like, you know, all the NBA football. But there's not really a collectible whereby, you know, you are able to collect a particular meme. And we know, like, you know, meme is iconic. No matter it's now or in the near future or far away, as long as that meme makes sense, people are going to use it. Like, Maeve. Always use memes. Okay, so let me jump to a little bit. Uh, let's let's go back to Alien Friends because like right now I'm seeing you guys having a weekly space. We call it a weekly beam with Atari X. So is it like some kind of alpha going on in terms of like you know collaborating games and stuff like that, bro? You gotta you gotta tell me. We always got the alpha, man. Um, so basically, um, in in. Tying it all back to your uh, initial question about community and expansion, um, definitely focused on doing so. Uh, as I mentioned, the Alien Friends Evolution was a great way to get a lot of um, people in the Web3 space uh, connected 
to Alien Friends because it's a cheaper price point. What we did with that particular contract is um, we've allowed that that contract of ours to be where we will experiment with new technology. We'll we'll experiment with new art. We'll experiment with new partnerships. And so the partnerships are going to be what continues to expand the brand uh, throughout the world. Um, and when when people are uh, partnering with us, uh, most often they'll have their first um, Web3 profile picture um, representative, not only of the Alien Friends, but featuring and highlighting the partner brand, their logo, um, thematic elements from their brand, uh, just like we did with Atari. So many of you have heard of Atari. It's literally like the OG gaming system um, that led the the forefront of, of technology and innovation in the gaming world um, back in the 1970s and 1980s. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's like a sleeping giant, though. I mean, the, the reality is, is that um, Atari is is back. They're coming back in force, and they're um, building out a um, a niche audience in the Web three space. And uh, we are fortunate enough to be one of the first partners and the first um, PFP representation of Atari on the blockchain. Um, so when people in our community who have um, an incubator and an alien friend evolution, they they got to simply uh, go into what we call an incubation chamber. They use that incubator and they use one of their alien friends evolutions that they don't mind transforming. And uh, they, they click transform and uh, they had the opportunity to transform it into like burning bush said earlier, one of five things, a mutant, a transient labs friend, a Vayner sports pass friend, a um, Atari friend, and um, man, I always forget all of the friends, a liquid death friend. <laughs> That's it. So five of those. And what's cool is, is that um, it doesn't add, it doesn't increase to the number of tokens in the, in the contract. That is, that's done. That's set that it's like 12,000, like 12,200 basically that's set. But what it does is it takes your current alien friends evolution and it, uh, it, rewrites all of the metadata and it switches the art out for this new partnership brand. So this is why I say it's like our, it's our contract to experiment with technology and partnership and new art um, because we're never inflating the collection size. Um, we're actually just now creating subgroups within the collection um, with partners. And so this is the way that we're going to continue to expand uh, the Alien Friends ecosystem and community because um, people who are fans of, for example, Liquid Death, which I'm, I'm not sure that Liquid Death has made it out into Asia yet. I'm pretty sure it's right now the United States, but just keep your eyes on Liquid Death. It's a drink company that is just flying i mean they're just expanding and talking about going viral and and getting viral support um liquid death keep your eye on that but we have a we have the partnership with them vayner sports pass i'm sure a lot of people have heard of gary v and aj vayner and um vayner sports um so for example next week we're gonna actually be one of the um, featured projects at vcon 
um, and we're a part of NFT land and we have an activation there actually. So that's really cool. But the whole network and the whole uh, community that surrounds um, the Vaynerchucks and Vayner Sports and Vayner Sports Pass, Vayner Media, all of those now, um, guess what? You guys have seen a VST uh, Vayner Sports Pass and it's just like a, it's a, like a shiny car, right? Like a utility car that has the logo on it. Guess what? We're the first representation of a PFP on the blockchain in partnership with them. So people who love Vayner Sports Pass and Vayner Sports, Vayner Media, things like that, can now not only like have the utility in their Sports Pass, but they also get a PFP representation. And th- we think this is important because it helps people to solidify their digital identity across Web3, across crypto Twitter, across wherever. Whatever they do, they can now have like this digital identity with traits that are relatable to them, that are fun for them. Um, and so when we talk about Atari, that's the same thing that we've done with Atari. So Atari uh, X, uh, we we featured them on our weekly Bean Space yesterday and had a great hour and a half conversation um, with the CEO and the, the project lead of Atari X. Um, and it's just it's just really good to be in partnership with them because they're doing things where they're going to focus on uh, games and technology, but also uh, real world activations as well. And so obviously those those people within our community who have the Atari friends, there's only 200 of them. Those who have that, they get. Yeah. What's up? Too, too, too much, too much. Alpha. Oh my God, man! From like incubation chamber, we went on to Atari. Babe, babe, babe! I gotta cut you right there. Uh, GLR, you know, it's seven a.m. your time, bro. Like you, you cannot go to work uh, anytime soon. You have to stay with us another thirty minutes, man. Like be- before you go, even to deep dive into uh, the the ton of stuff that you guys are doing, I think it's really great. Whereby you know you, you focus in terms of onboarding brands where you know the brands itself really have a community and now adding that pfp element to it so you you talk yes. about you know uh, atari you know v v friends uh liquid dev so man like i can't wait is is the liquid dev pfp out yet oh yeah <sighs> yep liquid death is out there's 150 of those those sold out almost uh almost instantly um, the Atari friends, Atari collab uh, sold out, partnership sold out almost instantly. Um, we still have um, some Vayner Sports Pass friends to mint. We still have, uh, not mint, but to transform because <laughs> the token's already minted. It's just the metadata and the art gets switched out. It's, it's, really, it's really a beautiful and novel approach. Uh, we still have some transient labs. And I don't know if you guys have heard of, have you guys heard of Super Rare? Are you guys familiar with Super Rare? The platform was it? Yeah, the the yep. very kind of it's like the premier uh, platform for digital artists uh, in the Web three space. But uh, they were the devs. They did the dev all the dev work for what's called the Rare Pass. Uh, they work with some of the best um, and biggest Web three brands and artists in the world. Uh, well, guess what? We have a we have a brand partnership with them. We have Transient Lab friends. And, uh, and it's cool because all the different friends, they have different traits that like really, really fit the vibe because we want to create that emotional connection and that relevancy with people from those niche areas of the space and uh, in the world. So like Atari friends, they have like 
like literally like um if you play like donkey kong like the cherries uh you you got or pac-man you got cherries you got like the atari control paddle on their head you got the logo the headbands uh transient labs they look like they have computer uh, keyboards crashed through their skull they have like matrix kind of like uh digital letters falling behind them the liquid death friends have just like a bunch of skulls and knives and <laughs> it's crazy but it's it's all intentional to uh, create that affiliation and that uh, relevancy with those niche communities. Because again, going back to community, that's something that we value so much. And so uh, we find that now there's already a group chat that we have a sub community called Atari Friends, and it's all people that love the traits and that love that kind of world and that love Atari. We have Murder Friends, which is all based around the Liquid Death uh, collaboration and partnership. And so you see that there's this new opportunity. And by the way, I just want to say this. We are literally just beginning. This is like, in the words of Sean, Sean is chilling in the audience right now. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the, the main people at Alien Friends. If y'all don't know Sean, you should shoot him a follow because uh, a really, really cool person to follow and to understand. Huge success in uh, the real world business world and uh, bringing a lot of good things to the web three space every single day. But like he said, when it comes to our incubation and our alien friends partnerships, this is starting line, not finish line. We're just getting going. We, <laughs> because of this, we have so many other opportunities that are opening up. Uh, Y'all just wait and see. Awesome, awesome, bro. Like, you know, you find the energy to shield Alien Friends in the in the beginning of the morning. Like, man, like, I know your love for Alien Friends is strong. All right, thanks so much, brother. Let's move on to Atlas, man. Because, like, you know, we're going to go from Atlas, then we're going to go uh, Humanians, Lost Glitches, and Iceverse. So, Atlas, buddy, you know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, different types of onboarding of, you know, different types of community. For you specifically, I want to ask a little bit in terms of like the fundraising and stuff like that because man, like these days when a company has funds, um, they able to do tons of stuff and also the acquisition of you say, you know, bringing a billion dollars or a billion players into like the Web3 space is kind of like similar how Alien Friends is targeting the PFP market. So just tell me more about these two points, bro. Man, it's tough going after, you know, the whole story about Atari Alien Friends. While listening, man, I was just already checking out on OpenSea, looking at the different uh, Alien Friends PFPs that I could pick up. So, man, it's, it's hard to go after you, uh, right after that shield. Uh, but no, thanks for sharing. I think, you know, just touching on a little bit of what, you know, Fuka Rainbow, you mentioned about fundraising, about like trying to bridge that billion users. Um I think fundraising is, is, is different depending on the company strategy. It's all differs. You know, some of us raise from VC, some go for DAO, some go for public fundraise. It really depends on you know, your demographic, your core strength and your, you know, community. So there, there's no like one size fit all solution there. Um, in the topic about wanting to bridge the billion users, like I said before, there isn't even a billion users in Web3. And a lot of what we did was say, hey, what's the lowest common denominator? And that's where we started with casual games, right? These are games that you don't have to watch a tutorial, you don't have to read any guides, like you can already start playing already. And, you know, we went that route where we started with MetaMask login, social logins, and then we enabled guest mode. So we continually went to lower the barrier. 
And like I mentioned, right, think of us as a Web3 valve with Atlas.com as the main product. We then branched out to many other different products with Battle Showdown, uh, where we felt that, hey, there's a better way to engage the NFT community. That's where we have like 30 plus, 40 different products, um, NFTs in the ecosystem. Even during the SBF and CZ uh, debacle, for those of you who can remember, and for those who unfortunately you know, got uh, burned by any FTX um, hard without you. In that weekend when it went out, we did a little tongue-in-cheek episode, right? So you, if you go to battleshowdown.com, there's a little uh, button that shows CZ and SBF. We basically built a whole game in two days to run through the whole narrative of what happened in SBF and CZ. So it goes back to the story of how they met in the office, they did an investment, and a little tidbit, you end the game playing as CZ, that gets leveled up into a superhero and you can shoot fat monsters. So, uh, you know, if you're a big gamer, definitely go check it out. So these are the things that we do and all the way into wanting to branch out to the web 2.5 crowd. You know, that's where we started focusing really on simulation games. Um, for example, some of our games, we launched it two months ago. We're already at 100K downloads and the good news is 60% of them are all organic. So people like the core product, which I mentioned before, right? Like, you don't have to focus too much on trying to shield a market. Like a good product sells itself. Like I mentioned earlier, right? Like me first saying, well, he, he can't wait for the day where his wife sits on the AMA for 45 minutes just to wish him happy birthday. And I think it all goes back to just being journeyed and building a core product. So it is still a long way more. We don't think we can do it alone. That's where we're always very collaborative and wanting to, you know, open up the ecosystem to partner with other players. So, man, like, Super thankful for this opportunity and yeah, look forward to hearing about what other people no, are doing. No, bro, bro, we, we are not stopping there. I have to dig a little bit deeper because you are doing tons of stuff and you know, from, from the sound of it, uh, you probably my neighboring country, right? Like I'm in Malaysia, you're probably from Singapore. So, you know, definitely there are tons. <laughs> was it was it that obvious? Uh, no, I- Bro, 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 come on, come on, bro. We, we know the kakilang rolls. I mean, I mean. Tell, tell me more. Like in June is gonna be a super huge month for you, right? You have that whole ELS launch. Tell me more about it. Yeah, no, I think that you know over the last we've been building almost the last fifteen, eighteen months. A lot of it is building up the the building blocks of building a a strong ecosystem. And just like in the early days when we fundraise, we we never decided to hey let's do a NFT launch or let's start with a token launch, right? We started with the fundamentals. Let's build a damn product and, and scale it through, you know, having a, a core user base. And I think that's kind of like what caught the attention of a lot of our institutional investors. Um, that's why Makers Fund, Dragonfly, Sakura, etc. come on. And truth be told, me and the early founders, we all wanted to just bootstrap this, right? We never intended to go out with the fundraise. So, you know, a little... Um, saying is that the best time to fundraise is when you don't want to fundraise. So, you know, that that's kind of the, the context. Um, yeah, in terms of June, we're excited for it because, you know, we have been focusing on growing the gamer community. But one key event that we look forward to in terms of bridging and expanding out the demographic is the larger community, right? So we are leading towards a centralized listing. I wouldn't say more if not my marketing lead is going to like, you know, scold me for leaking too much alpha. If not, if anything, follow the accounts. But what we really want is, you know, this large event that we're leading towards, that we really want to use this as an instrument to expand the community and how we can bring in interoperability of value across Web3 assets like tokens and also Web2 assets like in-game purchases, 
um, in-game skins. So that is like the key milestone that we're really looking forward to. Um, in fact, even the last week, last one or two weeks, we've been meeting with our key investors, even like Makers Fund, right? These are the one of the largest gaming funds in the space and they're just super excited about this. And the Valve reference was something that they shared with us. They said, hey, we've seen so many gaming communities. This is a, a great reference that we see, right? The Valve company having a different products like Half-Life with CS, with Dota 2, with Steam. So we're just super happy to be doing this. One thing that we're leading towards is what I mentioned earlier, the next billion alliance that we want to bring in other communities and other ecosystems into our ecosystems to really co-build together. So there is going to be, you know, let's say if some projects hold a certain number of token, there is a larger say in terms of what they can onboard or we can have interoperable NFTs across our games. That's just a really, really big event that we're looking towards. So it's almost T minus 40, T minus 45 days. Definitely keep your eyes peeled for that. But I appreciate Puka Rainbow for, for the shout out and the time to share about this. No problem, bro. Like, I, I mean, in, in terms of when you when talking about Web3 gaming, it's such a big chunk of, you know, people coming into the space, right? When we see Yuga, when we see a lot of like even Kaiju Kings, right? They are always having that gaming element because in the end of the day, you know, people like to play games, people have fun and then when they have fun, they onboard more people to the space. So really, you know, having that whole ELS drop, is it something that was shared within like, you know, any games that you onboard into your ecosystem or how does that work? Yeah, um, my marketing team is telling me if I share more, like they don't all their marketing plans for the next four days. Um, but no, I think this will be the key instrument that ties everything together. Um, you know, you ha- we have our Como PFPs, we have our games, and this is that that missing piece, right? This is that fifth ring on the Thanos finger that really pulls everything together for us to like really snap our fingers. So this will be the key instrument that brings everything together. And if anything, this is the leveler that we feel we want to open up to the community to be at the same table as any of these other VCs, right? It is the same instrument. It is the same investing mechanism that this large, you know, billion-dollar VCs came in from. And this is just another way that we want to expand the community for them to, you know, be on the same table with these VCs, be on the same table with the founders. And I guess that's really back to the ethos of what Web3 is, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Bro, I'm not going to put you in hot soup because later, you know, you, you won't come on to my space anymore. But, man... No, always <laughs> come on, man. Hopefully, maybe one day I'll go over to Malaysia and we do the spaces. Yeah, yeah, person. yeah. Definitely sounds great, bro. Like, all right, thanks. Thank you so much. So, Maeve, who you got as... Who's next? I was going to ask about, like, how ESO was going to be, like, decentralized. Bro, 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 but, bro. But, 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 I'm going to head to Chimbanians. Our our brother man right there, man. Like I know S two is coming up. Uh, I've got questions for the give back and earn mechanism, man. Like uh, mind shedding some light on that. Yeah, what's up, guys? So, uh, like I'm loving all the conversations, loving all the tactics and different tips and tricks. What everyone's doing, I, I'm really enjoying that. And um, since it's an Asian, um, you know, space, like I don't know if you guys heard about. Uh, NFT Bali, what the, the guys are doing here. So, Humanians are the 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 co-founders are. We're all based in Indonesia, Bali, right? And um, this Bali has become this cool little hub for Web three and blockchain and all these um type of things. And uh, there's currently actually an event called NFT Bali, which is 30 day event uh, in in person, right? So a lot of people are hanging out together. Uh, there's workshops. There is um, you know, 
hackathons and and founders uh, meeting each other and you know all the DJs and and everyone is kind of like in one spot in one location connecting in the physical world um so i think it kind of adds to the conversation about asking like oh how do we onboard more people how do we expand our reach uh i think you know it's what web3 is all about is about that connection right and so i think it doesn't actually matter the way you do it it matters is that like you have like that connection happens and so i think events like that is 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 really awesome um and you know alien friends friends been talking about you know doing those micro meetups and i think it's it's definitely the way to go right like we have to make that community we have to build those those partnerships and friendships whether it's in real life whether it's online on twitter spaces um and yeah so it's it's getting a bit late for me but i just wanted to give a shout out to an uh, nft bali team they've been it's the second year that they're doing this uh, so if you guys ever come to bali come check them out uh, we're not related to them but we're you know we're in bali as well so i just thought i'll, I'll give them a have shout you out. been joining the activities and stuff like that um we've been so we've done a few events and uh we actually hosted a meetup with our community members in nft nyc last year then we had a community meetup in london uk um and then in bali we've been just hanging out with our holders um and and a lot of uh yeah community friends just together um you know whether it's at uh at the beach drinking a coconut or uh, a crypto co-working space um so yeah yeah we definitely met people in in real life and, and hosted events as well talking about humanians and social impact um so yeah awesome awesome so tell me more you know we, we've been talking that you know you guys are leading up to season two but what really is season two and how is it uh different or how why the holders are you know really excited because you know you talk about like mm. I, i've seen like heroes then you have the sidekicks um so tell me more about like what actually season two and what it represents to the whole project sure yeah so the uh, season one was you know we were really new to the space. Um, you know, we've been watching other projects and the founders got together and we're like, hey, let's do something different. Let's uh, do uh, something real, right? Like we want to make impact in real world. So we worked with charities and we donated um, cash and we worked with uh, a few charities in UK. And then we actually worked with the uh, children orphanage here in Bali. And so we were giving back to like these external causes um, and supported these beautiful missions. And, we, you know, we actually made real change in real world, which was our goal for the season one. And so with season two, we thought like, OK, we got to look after the people who uh, were giving to these communities, who were giving to the good causes. So we want to reward our holders. Right. So we have our Humanians heroes who've minted our NFTs and never listed uh, or sold their NFTs, so so they become Humanian's heroes. Then we have our Humanian sidekicks, um, which uh, is also a, a special role in Discord, and you're going to be rewarded uh, with a free mint for the season two. Um, and then, yeah, look, so season two is all about, you know, uh, building that community even broader, giving back to the original uh, community uh, members. And we just want to, you know, develop uh, our community into more of a 
story based as well so we, we've made the changes in the real world right and now we say okay how do how can we bring this into the digital world um we've we built we were trying to build the metaverse in the beginning um but then the minecraft kind of uh, we, we were building my um metaverse on nft worlds um but then the micro minecraft had issues with that uh so we put that on pause so we thought okay we don't actually need a physical like a physical digital space right we can we already have our discord we already have twitter we already have people joining us and you know twitter spaces so we thought okay let's just develop that further uh, uh within within the story within the new world um and so yeah so we're I don't want to give too too much details, right? Um, but we're revealing map as we progress. Um, there's different areas on the map, and the clouds are kind of leaving, uh, and, and the mist is settling down. And you will be able to see more and more information about different areas on the map. Um, and yeah, it's all about celebrating art, celebrating diversity, celebrating community, uh, and and more details are coming soon. So. Uh, I'd invite you to come check us out, follow us on Twitter, join us on Discord, join our Vibe to Earn, uh, and and you'll be able to see uh, more details as we reveal. Pew. Yeah, sup, buddy? You mean, you, <laughs> you, I, I feel like you, I, I was lost at like one month empty Bali and you were in Bali. I was like, the only thing I could think of was like, oh, there, yeah. there has to be like some uh, APAC community event that uh, like cross hot box puke cars kind of thing that happened. Yeah, 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 was like, yeah. Oh. We, we, we got it. We need to fly. We're flying to <sighs> Bali. <laughs> yes, Bali. Uh, bro, bro, like if we go to Bali, definitely we're going to do a live space in Finn Beach Club. That's it. We, we, we're going to do it. <laughs> there we go. Love it, love it. All right, yeah. Since you are here, I want to talk a little bit more in terms of like the competition that you know that you are talking about. And uh, before that, you going to Bali? Is it just you or as Lost Glitches itself? No, man. I was I was just kidding. But I'm actually <laughs> in Thailand. I'm, I'm I'm actually I'm actually in Thailand because I went to Bali. How about that, huh? When I was in Bali, I met someone and that someone brought me to Thailand. So, yeah, I definitely have a huge Bali connection. I love the island. And just just to uh, comment on uh, what you just said there from humanitarians, I, I think, you know, like the social aspect is like one of the key aspects also, you know, bringing a lot of visibility and on the good that the NFT scene can do in the world. Um like I don't, I don't want to like spotlight us, but we we did a similar thing. We also started as a 10k PFP uh, collection in the summer of 2021, and we donated 50 ETH to five different organizations. And you know that was just amazing to be able to do that. Yeah, and I'm I'm really interested in terms of like you know card games tournament because man, like I mean we we talked you for a few times may we talked to you know um, lost glitches different types of card collectibles and uh, in the end of the day you know it's always going to be that in real life meetup whereby people play games or is it online and competition really is the one that keeps the community going right they collect the cards they play they lose they collect more and then they just try and try and you get that you know turn of view of ecosystem that you know pay- players love to love the game they keep losing to near they want to buy more packs and then they play again, right? <laughs> so 
tell me more like in terms of like the competition that you guys plan to do like you know is it is it a gonna be a full-blown skill or like a weekly tournament you know like yearly big tournament what are the plans for this oh there will be uh different kinds of tournaments there will be you know really really intense ones high stake ones but there's also gonna be more casual tournaments we want to be able to uh, connect to a broad range of different types of players so you know like in our tournaments it will be really cool because you can you know earn some really unique cards that you cannot really find that easily in our booster packs anymore at some point i believe and i think it's like you said you know like the tournament and the thrill of beating your best buddy at a game that you both enjoy i mean that's that's what it's all about right that's why we loved playing mario karts or smash Cup, uh, smash brothers as a kid or similar games like that so i think you know that that uh, cheerful and hopefully wholesome rivalry is gonna be like a major uh, motor uh, for for our for our project going forward with the tournaments and of course it's also great if you are you know matched up with somebody that you're kind of annoyed with on the discord maybe some days and you can show him in a match so you know <laughs> better make sure you're not losing that one <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta show who's boss right exactly you know i think like if i get really really good at it i will petition our team to have an extension expansion one day and i'll be the end boss of, of, of some single player campaign how about that <laughs> <laughs> all right that's great that's great Maeve, do you have any more questions for lost glitches because like I, I know you guys done plenty of drops uh is there any more drops coming um how do you plan to in, in terms of like you know having more characters uh stats and stuff like that right so we have uh six pre-release genesis drops in total we already concluded three of those the next uh, the fourth drop is going to be at the end of july featuring uh 40 new cards of the genesis set and yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna be a lot uh, i'm hoping to do some giveaways with you guys again so hopefully a lot of people in the audience will listen right now and remember that once we're you know coming back to your space i'll be hauling a huge bag of lost tokens and you know you can use that to mint our booster packs on our store so i'm, I'm excited for that and you know Honestly, the favorite part of my job right now is giving away lost tokens. We're giving away lost tokens like daily right now on the Discord and Rumble. So everyone listening is, you know, free to join. And please come uh, for some good, wholesome blood spatter. You know the Royal Royale Rumbles, right? It's quite gruesome, but a lot of fun. And uh, you can win lost tokens. And if you win, it's going to be enough to mint a bronze booster in our next drop going forward. And we have them daily, Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. EST. So please feel free to join, everyone. Yeah. Ooh. I, you got me on, like, token airdrops and all that. Like, it's, oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, very, very come, very come. I'm going <laughs> to call a bounty on your head. So we're yeah, I'm not saying token aircraft is very sensitive days, but like, uh, could you share a bit more? Like, uh, how how how's uh, well, even myself, uh, share a bit more. Like, how how's lost tokens uh, structured? You know, how how is it? Uh, I guess like burn from you know, from a very general point of view. How is it burn? How is it structured? You know, how many tokens do people generally get? 
Right. So loss token, first and foremost, it's the utility token of our game. Right now, the only way to really get your hands on loss token is either you're a staker of our original The Lost Glitches collection that we minted on Ethereum in uh, 2021. So like our holders had, you know, all the time to stake their glitches and, you know, amass a good sum of loss that they could spend on our booster packs. And of course, there's also the possibility to, you know, get some loss from me <laughs> in the rumbles or on the giveaways. So, um, yeah, the loss token, as I said before, it's a utility token first and foremost. Um, I can, you know, run you through the tokenomics, but I think that might be too boring at this stage right now um so a large part of the lost tokenomics they are actually allocated towards uh, play to earn rewards because of course we want our game to be fun but also rewarding for everyone you know participating in it yep cool cool so yeah I, i'm hoping you know end of the space you're gonna drop some lost token right but no no pressure bro all right let's let's <laughs> let's push it over to icewares because hey man luxury uh these days digital you know pairing up tell me more in in terms of you know the project structure and you know when are you guys minting it actually yeah for sure um so nothing's announced fully yet but i'll give you guys some early alpha um, collection size will be roughly um, around the 3,000 mark um, to keep it exclusive and, and to keep a tight-knit community. Um, and mint date is, is probably around late May um, or, or early June. Um, so, so that's kind of the early alpha. We're still finalizing some, some cool partnerships. Um, and, our, and our goal is really to, to finalize everything pre-mint. Um, that way, post-mint, once we have you know, people committing money to us and everything, we're able to execute things at a timely matter. Um, so we don't want to be scrambling post-mint and, and we want to make sure we have everything locked in and ready to go for for after we mint out. Bro, like, you know, every time when people say they stay in New York, every five minutes you listen, like the police siren and stuff like that. So <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely you are New York. So tell me more because like when, when we see, you know, for example, like, you know, diamonds, uh, luxury goods, accessories and stuff like that. So far, you know, obviously we have, uh, you know, CryptoPunks doing together with Tiffany and Co. And uh, right now, you know, pairing up with a luxury brand per se will it affect like the min price and stuff like that or you know how are you working in that aspect yeah um no so uh, yeah it's, it's it's much different than the tiffany co and crypto punks collab that was very um i think their the min price was was it 20th 20 ETH? i want to say drive that wrong rough i, I think it's roughly that, that right Maeve? yeah roughly yeah. around there so yeah, it won't be our event price will be anywhere. anywhere, anywhere. It was an interesting <laughs> price for sure, man. <laughs> interesting price. Yeah, that was that was an interesting price. But it was I think it was more of a, a proof of concept, right? It kind of shows that um that the, the concepts work. Um that was on obviously a very a small scale, um, with a, a very unique community. Um so we're really trying to, it's a similar concept, but just on a, a larger scale and trying to democratize it instead of just limiting it by a huge price. Um, so yeah, we're, we're trying to, to be affordable and also exclusive at the same time um, and, and kind of offer um, this unique paradigm of, of you know, exclusivity and, and also affordability. 
Yep. So the, the the main question I want to see is that why where do you see in terms of you know having NFT um people coming into and buying luxury goods with pairing with digital like is it just because they love the brand they buy it or is it because you know you you guys have a range of products ready to sell out uh you know uh tell me more like in terms of in products wise is it basically just going to be luxury jewelry what's the first one and then do you have a roadmap in terms of like the items that you're going to launch Yo. sorry yeah. give me a app one more question because I, I was just really curious how well on top of Puke's question was like how how did you decide to do jewelry specifically was it like a you know a specific uh, mode that you're looking at it you know like how, how did you come about deciding for this mm-hmm. yeah two great questions um, I'll start with Puke first um yeah, so um, our, our first line is really, or the, the drop, the NFT drop is an access pass. So it'll be a pass into the ecosystem, um, which basically gives you access to the discounts, um, access to future products we ship, um, et cetera. And the first drop will be with Aviani & Co., um, which will be that, that co-product line of jewelry, where each piece of jewelry is, is tied to its digital twin. Um, and I think in the future, we're, we're looking to, which isn't uh, fully announced yet, but I've talked about it here and there, is um, in the watch industry, building out a watch marketplace, which is tied by physical, uh, physically backed NFTs. So obviously, we, we have a lot of connections in, in New York City and in the Diamond District specifically with, you know, uh, retailers and wholesalers. Um, so we're looking to, to upload like their database of inventory and tie those to physically backed NFTs. Um, and that kind of gives our, our holders a very unique advantage against anyone else. Um, if you want to buy a watch, it's sort of like you either have to, you know, know someone who knows someone or build a really good connection with one of these boutiques um, and, you know, get on a wait list for up to a year um, and spend a good amount of money. And there's no really middle ground where, you know, you can get a great price and also not wait upwards of a year. Um, so we're trying to change that as well by, by working with our partners and um, also eliminating counterfeit, right? So every watch would be tied to a certificate of authentication, which would be on the blockchain, um, which, is, which is nothing that's ever been seen before. So it kind of creates this, this database that's you know, ever evolving and expanding. Um, as more watch comes, comes through a database, they get uh, added um, and documented. Um, and, and to answer your other question about how, I, how we kind of came to the realization of jewelry is um, it was probably my background in, in social media. I used to do YouTube and, and Twitch and everything, uh, you know, three, four years ago. Um, I built it up to like 100,000 subscribers on YouTube and, and 40K on Twitch. Um, and then I spent a few months out in San Francisco at this venture capital program, um, which is led by one of the biggest VCs in, in San Francisco. Um, and what's it called? It's called, it's called uh, venture university. Um, it's ran by Skylar Fernandez. Who's a powerless 100 VC. Um, and yes, yeah, so I was out there for a little while doing that. Um, and it was kind of just, you know, learning about startups, being with founders and, and kind of hearing about a lot of people's problems. And what I saw is a lot of people who wanted to buy watches, maybe they're first time watch buyers, um, right. They don't want to just walk in a store because they know they're going to get screwed over and, you know, get oversold. Um, and I don't really want to have to wait on a wait list at, you know, Rolex or Patek for, you know, six months, a year. Um, so they're kind of in this middle ground where it's like, 
I don't want to do either. Um, and I don't, I don't want to just buy off eBay or some, you know, marketplace where I don't know if it's real. Um, and I kind of, at the same time, I was trading NFTs and getting into Web3. Um, and I thought that technology was perfectly applicable to, to kind of upload a, a database um, of watches and then tie those to NFTs, which are immutable um, and will be forever stored one of one to the watch. Um, so that's kind of how we got into the idea of jewelry and watches. Thanks, man. Uh, I, I just want to chime in a little bit. Like uh, if anybody wants to get watches, probably like Asia Pacific or like Malaysia, you know, like Puke. Definitely, is like someone to go to to get watches. You know, I just want to put it out there. I just put it out there. It was like Mr. Chandler is on stage right now. He'll probably be like, yo, yo, I, I probably get like better connects. But, you know, when, when he speaks, I'll, I'll let him. But like, I just want to put it out there. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> All right, guys. I mean, it's, it's really good uh, tying into this because like we, we know uh, everything, like, you know, the Azuki's, you know, PBT, the, the whole, you know, item being very, you can verify and stuff like that on the blockchain is something really important, right? Because the piece of paper, when it's lost, it's lost. Uh, you know, forge and stuff like that. So tons of things can happen, but when you have like, you know, you spend tons of money on a jewelry and you can actually verify it, you know, the authenticity on a blockchain. I think that will be the whole vision here. So, well, shout out to Anston, you know, bro. Thanks for also uh, having uh, Mr. Gentle Ape up on stage. So maybe just pass the mic to him. I think the topic of like PBT uh, with the Golden Skateboard is something that, you know, you can share a little bit more on it. Let's go, Mr. Gentle Ape. Hello, what's up? What's hey, up? hey, hey. <laughs> Thanks for having, having yo, me. Yo. Yeah. So, sorry, what's, what was the question? No, you, you came at the right spot, bro, because like, you know, Iceverse was talking about having, how they're having like jewelry with, you know, PBT system. Yeah. Uh, you you be able to, you know, ver- verify your authenticity and, you know, in terms of like the yeah. blockchain. And I think this topic really suits you because you will have been, you know, advocating in terms of like having that good at skateboard, PBT. So tell me more about this. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, first of all, um, we, I actually have a project called BBRC. I'm not sure if you're aware. Uh, we launched about a year ago. And my background is in um, retail, right? I built a menswear brand for the past decade, um, you know, and, bootstrapped it and uh currently we have about 100 uh employees uh with 20 stores in five countries uh so that's kind of my background and so uh when i launched my first project which is ivy boys uh together with a korean illustrator aaron cheng who's uh, in singapore right now uh he's actually working in our office um yeah, he's, he's actually quit his full-time job in New Balance. And uh, interesting fact, yeah, he joined us full-time to kind of build out the IP of Ivy Boys and Hedong. So we, we have two projects, um, Ivy Boys, uh, we launched a year ago, and then we have Hedong this year. Uh, and both both projects are, you know, kind of uh, building uh, brand and IP through the web free space. And so going going to what you're talking about, the Golden Skateboard, it's, it's very interesting because it's it kind of inspired us to kind of pivot in a way that... Um, you know, we always wanted to make our, you know, like merge the digital and digital space. So my background in, you know, building physical merchandise, you know, um, I, I kept thinking what's next, you know, in fashion, right? Like, and, 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 and like, uh, how do we, you know, what, what kind of innovation can we bring to you know, this traditional business model? So uh, when I first went to NFTs and it's kind of as a collector, um, 
I found it really, really interesting. Uh, it's a great way to build brand. I started buying like uh, my body apes and uh, as a collector, I was like, wow, there is this storytelling, which is very much about branding, right? It's all about storytelling, building a brand, but you know, in light speed and you got, you get to build it together with a community uh, who actually are your kind of your investors as well. Um, and you get to build, build it alongside of them. So I think with Ivy Boy, it's kind of a fashion play, uh, kind of similar to Ice, right? Where where we want to like um, imagine having a store where you can walk in and you can buy, you know, a piece of uh, fashion apparel and and have it, um, you know, being able to scan the PBT and you know having it having to dress your you know avatar or games um, uh, with your PBT. I think that's that's very interesting. And so I think when 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 I got a golden skip, I was really really curious. Uh, first first of all, um, because I I grew up skateboarding, right? So uh, NFT skateboarding and obviously Azuki, you know, um, they got me really really interested. I was really really intrigued, and I really wanted to find out more. So, you know, I bought a golden skateboard as kind of an experiment. I wanted to bring it one piece of that back into Singapore to share it with you know the local NFT community here. Um, and also, like, uh, it kind of gave me access to, you know, the people at Azuki with Zagabon, um, and so that I can kind of dig their brains and, and, and kind of like get advice and, and actually learn from them more about how this PBT works. Um, so, yeah. Not sure if that answers the question. <laughs> it, it, should, it should do, bro. Like, <laughs> the, no, no, the, the, the yeah. funny thing is actually yesterday, uh, we have yeah. Mahjong sessions whereby BBRC was here as well. You know, we have Tino rapping it. We have uh, Bokeh as well. Yeah, they, did, they, they didn't show me. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, you know, t- t- <laughs> just a just, uh, quick, you know, uh, ratting out on Tino. He was actually like, you know, he, he was on stage, but he didn't really talk because according to Bokeh, he was tipsy, right? So, you know, then Bokeh have to... Uh, he's, he's always tipsy, tipsy. yeah. But <laughs> one thing that he shared, uh, you know, with BBRC is that, you know, you, you have a guy that it looks very pleasant in terms of, you know, having... Like, I, I picture it like Sims, right? You know, when you play Sims, the character looks decent and then you have, like, a lot of different, you know, clothes and stuff right. like that that you can right. put into the whole character. And your character, BBRC, has that features, right? So in terms of fashion, right. you know, code, different merchandise, uh, linking to your business, you know, uh, the whole suit wear right so i i feel like you know going forward tino shared that you guys are planning in terms of you know having exchangeable in terms of the collectibles you you wear and everything Mm. is it going to be towards having that pbt effect as well yeah for sure i think our next collection um which is coming out soon um anytime soon um they will have the pbt chips where you can actually scan to own uh and it will be available in retail stores right and you can scan to own and actually get a digital version where you can equip your PFPs, like uh, your Ivy Boys. Um, and obviously that as equipping your PFP is the first step, right? But how to get it into Republic of Games, I think that's that's kind of the, the end game that we're looking at uh, building, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Maeve, do you have any question, bro? Well, uh, I'm pretty good for BRC. I just want to say like, you know, damn, he, he got swags like Mr. Gentle Ape. You know, he half tipsy most of the time. I, I, I love it. I love it. Bokeh is here. Uh, she, I, well, yeah, she's, still, she's still here. She's amazing. Like, uh, great communication, great team. Uh, looking forward, man. Yeah. But wait, wait, wait. Just to clarify, are we like expecting like a new collection soon? No, yeah. We actually launched Hidong, which is a Ivy Boy's dog. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's kind of a cartoon, uh, kind of a 
cartoon character, um, an I, uh, IP, uh, kind of a collectible. Uh, so every NFT actually comes with a physical uh, collectible. And uh, interesting thing, I mean, okay, maybe I, okay, I'll, I'll share it here. So anyone here from BBRST, please don't share it outside. Um, yeah, I think we, are, we we've recently partnered with uh, with a toy company to kind of build out the IP, um, and they're one of the biggest toy companies in China. Um, so I can't share share much, but um, it, that's very exciting. So um, getting to build in Web two and scaling, you know, quickly uh, within the six months, because you know, learning from my past year in NFTs, right? Um, we got to build in light speed, and so yeah, ever since we launched, I think we. We mint, minted out about a, a month ago, just about a month ago, um, raised the funds, and, and we just went straight into building, um, getting the products out into you know, um, as many places as possible, partnering the right uh, distribution channels. Uh, but also, this, 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 uh, this, we have like the collectible series, which is more like your bare bricks, you know, like your 400 and your 1,000, you know, the, the sizes where you can scan and and of course, you know, get a digital version as well. And obviously, hopefully that will also end up being interoperable with games. Um, and then we also have that mass adopt, uh, you know, like the mass produce uh, kind of blind box version where, where it really is to go to the masses and get as many eyeballs to the IP as possible. And obviously another thing is of course with Eflis, right? Uh, we're actually working with them to build uh, a game which is going to be launched uh, very, very, very soon. Bro, bro, like, is this like the late, late night alpha show? Like, you coming in, whacking at the last minute, you got me all excited, man. Uh, well, I didn't say anything, <laughs> man. I didn't mention much. Yep, yeah, but it, it's good because, like, we we seeing uh, right now the space is moving into, like, collectibles, right? Obviously, we have Pudgy Penguins, mm. uh, you know, Tree Landers right. is also doing back in Thailand. And, you know, we, Malaysia, Singapore, we got to yes. step up, right? So, you are doing collectibles. Exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. definitely the right way to go IP. All right, guys, you know, yeah. um, any more last questions? G-Dub, Maeve knows. All good? I'm good. I'm good from my end, man. Like, uh, oof. I feel like uh, took a bit too much alpha today, but we know we, it is what it is. Like, Hotbox, we, 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 do, we do our best. So, uh, thanks, everyone. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, guys. Once again, you know, thank you for being a part of the Hotbox powered by PewCast, the rock radio of Asia. So, this week and next week, you know, our show runs every Wednesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. GMT plus 8, which is in you know, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malaysia time. On Wednesday, we have Mahjong sessions with all the sub-Asia community groups. On, wet, on Thursday, we have, you know, different projects, whether they are minting, they already minted, but it's just to come together, share alpha, and hopefully make a space, you know, make the Web3 space a better one. So once again, shout out to all the projects for being here because, man, you guys absolutely killed it today with all the alpha that you shared. So shout out to Lost Glitches, Iceverse, Melon, Atlas, Humanians, Alien Friends, and also BBRC, Hidong for being here today. And guys, thank you so much for having your time together with us. Hopefully next time we meet again. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Yeah. Yeah.